Mike, have you ever been to a farm? Oh, yeah, man. Who hasn't, right? <laughs> do, do you like it? Are you a, a big farm boy? <laughs> I guess I'm more of like a regular farm boy. Like how much, how much can you actually like a farm, right? I'm probably that amount, like the regular amount, not like the I love farms amount. There are a lot of farms here in my home state of Tennessee, but today I want to talk about one particular one over in Knoxville. It isn't going to be something boring, like we're going to talk about soybeans or cotton or whatever, is it? Like the history of lumber or something. We're going to talk about body farms. Mm. Oh. So. Well, all right. So (laughs) I've been waiting for this one. Uh, Body farms are a relatively new thing. They were invented by anthropologist William M. Bass in 1971 at the University of Tennessee, your home state. Uh, It was in Knoxville. Uh, where Bass was interested in studying the decomposition of a human corpse from the time of death to the time of decay. Uh, This research is carried out by placing bodies outside in these body farms in the elements to just see what happens. Obviously, this information could be valuable when it comes to things like solving murders. If you know how long a body has been decomposing in the woods, it could be helpful in finding out what happened to it. Or in like a nicely uh, sound insulated studio when one podcast host kills another one because they can't stand any more weird topics being put in front of them. Hey, these are all picked by the audience. I can't help uh, that the audience is full of weirdos. Oh, well, it's <laughs> yeah, fine. Uh, I'll say that we're going to avoid most of the grisly details of body decomposition in this episode. So if you are eating lunch right now, like you should be good, right? Unless you're like, I don't know, particularly sensitive even to that word. Like I know even the word is difficult. If it is, you might not like it, but otherwise we're gonna we're gonna keep it pretty light. Yeah, I read all of it. I don't need to share it. <laughs> okay. Thank you. So body farms. Today there are seven such facilities here in the United States and a few in other countries. Like we said, the original one is right here in Tennessee at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. It consists of about two and a half acres of wooded land protected by a razor wire fence. You know, you've got to keep the people out, like the tons of people that definitely want to get in. Or you need to keep the the bodies in, keep them from leaving. Oh, no, don't say (laughs) something like that. You know what it might be? Like they put up a really big fence, like people don't stumble into it because that would be... Very upsetting. I mean, that's, that's nightmare fuel right there. So across the two and a half acres, bodies are placed in various settings and then studied over time. These settings that they're placed in can vary. Some are outside, some are partially buried, some are even locked in the trunk of a car or placed underwater. Over 100 bodies are donated to the University of Tennessee each year. Some 40% of these donations are from individuals who pre-register before their death. Who's doing that? I, I don't know. I, 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 Why would you do that, do you think? I thought about looking up the paperwork, but I didn't want to be on some sort of list. I'm like an organ donor, right? Sure. Like I have an organ donor yeah, card, and I feel like that's like a cool thing to do. You can, if you know, if, if that's something that jives with you. Because, you know, I, what can I be useful? You know, I'm not useful at that sure. point. So, like, you know, go for it. Someone might need my liver or whatever. But this is like, again, a noble cause but it's like a really weird one to pick, (laughs) I feel like. Maybe they're passionate about solving murders. You don't know. Oh, maybe. Like, I could imagine it being like a family member of somebody who benefited from this information, you know, like that that this type of study somehow had an effect on your life in some way. So you're like, I want to continue with that. Other than that, I'm not 100% sure what would 
spur somebody on to doing this, like going for this. But yeah, you do you, I guess. Uh, so 40% are pre-registered. The others are donated by families or by medical examiners. We'll get more into this in a minute. But at any given time, the farm in Knoxville has around 150 bodies in service. Forensic students work on the farm while earning their degrees, but the school also helps train law enforcement officers and investigators. Several cases have been solved as the direct result of research done in Knoxville. Students and professors have set fires, studied the lifespan of bugs, trained canine units to find bodies, and even helped prove people to be innocent who have been charged with murder. This body farm has been granted an additional 12 acres for future expansion. That's a big expansion. It is. From 2.5 to like 14.5. So much room for activities. <laughs> While this started here in my home state, Texas State University also has a body farm founded by one of Bass's former students, Dr. Michelle Hamilton. Initially, this program had a problem with vultures, but the team turned this around, creating a new area of study on the effect of vulture scavenging on human decomposition. That is some resourcefulness right it is. there. Like, bravo. I guess you got to find the upside somewhere. Yeah, you want the body farm glass to be half full. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> Maybe we just take a break. Does that sound good? I would just adore that. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from Solar Winds. Uh, Mike, do you have a website? Yes. Yeah, me too. We 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 have the same website. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you have a website out there and you have a shopping cart, registration forms, contact us pages, if you have that sort of stuff in your life, then you need Pingdom because you don't want your critical website transactions to fail. This means a really bad experience for your visitors and it can mean lost business. But the good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom. Transaction monitoring will alert you when cart checkout forms and login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of these fail in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the outage severity. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, use the code UNGENIUS at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for the support of this show and Relay FM. Sam Houston State University is home to a smaller one-acre body farm. Like others, access to the land is tightly controlled, as you would want it to be. Uh, as Houston is so far south, this is where it's located, uh, this program can study how warmer temperatures will affect it. You know, like, what would happen to them, you know, in, in a bit more heat? Yeah. That's the kind of stuff, like, you know, if, if you've got, you work with what you've got. If you've got vultures, you study vultures. you got heat, you study heat. It's what it's like in the body farm business. <laughs> On the flip side, Southern Illinois University's body farm is the coldest in the U.S., Starting with pigs as human proxies in 2010, the farm took its first human remains in 2012. Six years later, Colorado Mesa University accepted its first 11, and the University of South Florida opened its farm with just six. As with some of the others, the very climates in these locations is expected to help understanding of how bodies decompose. There are, of course, non-U.S. locations, the Australian facility for Tafamonic experimental research. 
after. Now, you know, you know <laughs> they backronymed that, like 100%. Because what is taphonomic? Taphonomic? Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. What does that mean? Because I feel like they chose that word specifically. It is the branch of paleontology that deals with the process of fossilization. Now, you see, I feel like they were being they've been very particular about the words that they've chosen here. But anyway, uh, this after opened in 2016 and a group in India has made initial steps in forming a research institution for this kind of work. Now we got to talk about your home country. Researchers have mm-hmm. also proposed a facility in the UK with several universities in Britain using animal remains to understand human decomposition. We know people sign up, right? Mm-hmm. But. Is this just the place where these bodies come from? Like, can you just drop someone off <laughs> at the gate or whatever? And like, yeah, I don't just know. roll up. <laughs> yeah, how does it <laughs> roll up with the pickup truck? Yeah, uh, it, it's a bit dark, but it doesn't have to be. All of this is done for the advancement of science and understanding. As we said, some bodies end up in body farms by people volunteering or their families donating, but others come through state medical examiners' offices if a body is left unclaimed. Body farms can reject a donation, and they will, if the person has been infected with hepatitis, HIV, or antibiotic-resistant bacteria, because this can obviously be harmful to the scientists. As you may imagine, the whole concept has been met with some resistance. No one wants, Why? No one wants a body farm in the neighborhood. Do you think that it raises the prices of the homes in the surrounding area? <laughs> I've got a nice view of the body farm out of this window. Well, when... UT Knoxville opened theirs. Some people in the area complained of an odor. Some even said they could see the bodies from their homes. Uh, A privacy fence was quickly erected. That's the thing that I wonder first, right? Because I could imagine, you know it's there. You're upset about it. You think you can smell something. You blame the body farm, right? But if there is one... Expanding that from 2.5 to 14 and a half acres is going to be a significant effect to the people around it, right? Also, fences don't stop smells, so... Fences do not stop smells, <laughs> unless you have a smell fence, yeah. mm. uh, which I guess is just like a biodome, but I guess at that point, you've, you're have you not, you know, you're not outside you're anymore. really <laughs> able to work out the murders of people inside of greenhouses, like I, <laughs> which is probably less useful. Uh, Bass and other leaders of these, of these programs work with law enforcement officials on questions involving decomposition rates that help pinpoint the time of death of victims during trials. Environmental factors like temperature, humidity, and even if the body was clothed can all change the rate of decomposition, so these programs will share data with one another. It's a very collaborative work, I get the sense. Mm-hmm. Body farms have popped up in a bunch of pop culture. This first one is incredible. So Bass, the guy at Knoxville who kind of started this whole thing, partnered with an author named John Jefferson, and together they have published a number of fictional murder mysteries based on the body farm at the University of Tennessee. I don't like Under this. the pen name Jefferson Bass. They just combined their last names. Upsetting. This is incredibly upsetting to me. Because that means that the guy who's running the body farm is imagining these murder mysteries through his day at the body farm. It's it's very upsetting. He's like walking around and imagine. I don't like that Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. Me neither. Uh, a few more. In the British television series Waking the Dead, forensic pathologist Dr. Eve Lockhart has her own body farm. And uh, it's shown up in TV 
shows over the years. Uh, CSI had an episode entitled The Burden of Proof, where a murder's where a murder victim's body was dumped at a body farm to sort of cover up the crime, which seems like a bad place to try to do it. During episode two of the documentary series Stephen Fry in America, uh, Stephen Fry visits the University of Tennessee Anthropological Research Facility. You mentioned CSI. They've also shown up in Law and Order SVU. There's an episode entitled Wrath, where several murder victims' bodies are, are dumped at the body farm, among other bodies, which is kind of genius uh, as a way to, to deal with your situation. And of course, uh, now Ingenious has, has covered it as well. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say we're not going to add this to our world tour of topic locations. Oh, my God. No, thank you. We'll go to the world's smallest skyscraper, but not this. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it if you stuck around to this part of the episode. Yes, thank you. Um, this was sent in by listener Susan. I'm not sure we should thank Susan for this, but they get the credit. Susan, why'd you do this to us? If you want to read more, uh, we got some links over in the show notes Don't. at relay.fm slash ungeniused slash 97. While you're there, you can get in touch. There's an email link on that page, or you can find us over on Twitter to suggest some show topics of your own. The show is there at ungeniused. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E, and you can follow me as I-S-M-H. Until our next farming excursion, Mike, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Adios.